Transcend. This word has been described as to go beyond, to surpass, or to exist above and independent of, or to triumph over negative or restrictive aspects. Welcome to the Transcendent Leader Podcast. My name is Maria Joreco. I'm an immigrant, a member of the visible minority, an Asia professional who specializes in diversity and inclusion work. My goal is to help you, our listeners, be the best version of yourselves, to level up, to live better, and to lead better. If you want to develop the skills, capabilities, and inclusive behaviors of your leaders and employees, contact me at maria at theinclusionjourney.com. That's my email address. It's maria at theinclusionjourney.com. And you'll also see that information in the note pages of this podcast. <laughs> welcome, Paula. Um, welcome you. to our Transcendent Leader uh, Facebook Live episode. Uh, for everyone's um, information, Paula Mayer is a, uh, a best-selling author. She is uh, the best-selling author of two books, listed as uh, the number one uh, number one best-selling um, books in Amazon. So it's the, it's called the um, uh, the two books are called the uh, Paula the Grief. Um, uh, I, actually, uh, I've written one solo book. And mm. it's called Great Loss, Greater Love. And yeah. the mm-hmm. other four best-selling books I've been in as a collaboration author wrote a chapter in each book. So, yeah. And so to speak about navigating grief and still finding your purpose and joy after going through the grief, um, I have invited Paula to share with us her journey. Uh, you know, based on what I heard from her, uh, she's uh, one of those uh, uh, person who encountered a lot of... Uh, <laughs> trials in life. And so that's what we would like to hear from her so we can get some uh, strategies on how to cope with it, especially now that, you know, with the pandemic happening, um, we have, we know people who have lost their loved ones uh, and, and also going through a lot of uh, trials in their, in their uh, personal and business and careers. So Paula, I'm happy to have you here. So Paula, can you please uh, introduce yourself? Let us know who you are what you do and why the work that you do is so important to you. Okay. Thank you, Maria. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm grateful to be here. Um, my name uh, again is Paula Meyer and I am actually a, um, my, my business by trade is an event planner. I've been um, directing events worldwide for many, many years. And uh, in June, on June 1st, 2018, my husband, Gary, passed away. He um, battled a four-year battle with throat cancer. And um, after that happened, I, I had some health problems because I wasn't dealing with my grief. And I ended up deciding to leave my job and go on a year of travel. So I love seeing your, your promo video with all those places, many that I've been to, and, and it's making me wish I could, could go on the road again. I'm looking forward to getting on the road again. But traveling was really helpful for me um, in the grieving process. So I began traveling in March of 2019 and um, went all over like 11 different countries, went on a cruise across the U.S. two times, um, spent six weeks in Australia. Um, And then on March, in March 2020, I was in New York City for a women's travel fest. I flew back to Denver to spend time with my family. And that's when the COVID started happening. 
Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up getting, um, having to lock down in Colorado away from my home in Washington state. And I realized that the same type of grief that I encountered with my husband's death was very similar to what was going on with COVID. Um, you know, I just started my, my new event planning business. So I had many events that got canceled or rescheduled mm -hmm. or went virtual. And so I was dealing with the grief of that, dealing with the grief of losing my freedom. And um, so I, I ended up writing a book about my, kind of encompasses a two-year period, basically my year of travel and then what happened when COVID hit. And so I'm excited to share that with the world. I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of us going through grief and loss, um, especially this last year. And, and really grief happens for many reasons. Um, but ultimately, we, we can navigate through it in similar ways, regardless of, of the tragedy or experience. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I have read too, Paula, that, uh, you know, you lost your husband, but you also lost the father of your, your children, right? I, I think uh, just a few months after you lost your husband. Is that correct? Actually, it was just two days. So my two husband days. died on oh, a wow. Friday. And, um, and then on Sunday, we got the word that he had died unexpectedly. And so it was just like, you know, we, we were just in, in the beginning grieving stages um, mm -hmm. of losing Gary. And then, um, then we heard Brad passed. And so mm -hmm. it, was, it was definitely a, a challenging time, a hard time, um, a why me kind of time and um, why so close together for my children's sake. And um, yeah, yeah, so it, it was quite a, uh, one, two punch really there. And so how did you, um, how did you cope with that experience? So what, what type of, um, maybe support that you actually, um, took it upon yourself to really make you feel that, you know, your children needs you. So you have to be more, you know, you, you need to have that strength as well. So what did you do? If you can just take us through the process? Well, you know, um, as I mentioned earlier, I had, uh, been an event director for many years and traveled all around the world. And I got to see really so many amazing places, but didn't really have time to really experience, experience them in depth. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided to leave my job, first of all, in leaving my job, I had to put myself first. That's what I determined that I was, I was working so many hours, um, way more than full-time work. And I was, mm -hmm. Even before my husband died, I was spending so much time either taking care of him or doing my job. I wasn't taking care of myself. And after my husband passed, I found myself on my 55th birthday getting my appendix out. And I had not been paying attention to my body. I had been getting clues um, for many, actually a couple of years that something was amiss. Mm -hmm. And I just ignored it. I just, you know, that, and that's what happens with grief when, you know, I knew my husband was going to die. Um, so you, you kind of, push all that down, you push those emotions down. And, and the body is really great in that it protects you as much as it can. But, but if it is, if that energy in the body isn't dealt with in a, you know, after a certain amount of time, the body has no other um, option, but then to release it in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what happened with my appendix. And so um, the first thing was putting myself first. I let go of a really great job, but I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to heal if I didn't put myself first, if I didn't take care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, that nothing else was really going to matter. I wasn't going to be able to help anybody else, um, myself or my children um, or other members of my family um, through, the, through the process. 
And then secondly, travel. I love traveling. And um, one of the, when I went on a year of travel, my whole goal was to be present wherever I went to really enjoy it um, and, and be the new person that I, that I wanted to become because I was trying to, you know, I, I, I was now Paula without Gary and who is that person. And so traveling allowed me to meet um, new people, be in new places, um, allowed me to practice that new Paula without my old environment that says, no, that's not you. You can't do that. You can't travel alone. You know, that's not safe. You can't, you can't be this or be that. And so traveling was really great for that. And um, it helped me to get present, um, helped me to uh, relax into it um, and, and just really, really enjoy life and allow joy back in. And, and once I was able to do that, then I was, then I could get purpose back into my life. So, so traveling was really, I think, key for me um, in healing and just figuring out who I was now and what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So you, you found that traveling is part of one of the therapy that you, you needed uh, to be able to find yourself again and start to heal. Um, and with that, um, how about those people? What can you, what can you, um, you know, give as a tip to people who, some people are not, you know, not comfortable traveling, right? They just right. want to, <laughs> they're, they're well, afraid to fly. To, right, to, right. Uh, to, so one what, things, what tip can you give them? Yeah, one of the things I mentioned in my book is that you don't have to get on a plane mm-hmm. to experience um, beauty and, and stuff around us because everywhere we live, there's something we haven't seen, right? We can go and, and do day trips and explore different things. Just about every place that I went and I stayed with friends, um, we would go to a museum or we would go to a place that they'd never been to and they lived there, right? So there's, mm-hmm. so we can't let the fact that we don't want to fly or take a train or, you know, go on a cruise or even get in a car and drive to prevent us from experiencing our environment. There's so much to see around us. And so I, I encourage people to um, travel doesn't mean you have to get on a plane. It just means mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, you can even walk to, once the pandemic hit, I spent a lot of time walking to parks that were around that I probably never would have explored um, if we weren't in lockdown, you know, um, uh, and we couldn't go places. So I, I, you know, there's always things to see. The other thing that really helped me too was I, um, I came up with this little practice that I call the day tripper challenge. And the reason I call the day trippers, Beatles are one of my favorite bands. And I, I love the idea of that I could trip my mind into thinking something else. So a day tripper is kind of like a pattern interrupt. So anytime I was feeling sad or mad or angry, um, depressed, I would change my thinking and start thinking something at a higher vibration or higher elevation. And those three things that I'd look for every day was something to be grateful for, something to laugh about because laughter is very important and the third thing is something divine so if you if you think about and find those three things every day it helps elevate your spirit um and get you out of you know those those doldrums of grief that you can get sucked into Mm -hmm. and so for me that was really important and it's something that i continue to this day um and it doesn't have to be like um you know, like the, finding the divine that could just be a beautiful sunset or, you know, the beautiful moon last night was, was so beautiful. And mm-hmm. those are things that we can, that we can experience in our own um, lives that helps us 
dig ourselves out of the grief that we can that can bury us sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and I also read that you know grief has uh, different stages too. So it really depends on which stage that person is. And I might be wrong. You, you, you can correct me. That's just one of the things I remember um, reading about uh, how to handle grief. And so in your situation, um, how soon did you decide for yourself that I want to travel? I want this is part of my healing. Was it just like instantly or it took you a while to really think about, you know, go through what I need to do before you say, I think this is one of the things I needed. Well, it was kind of interesting because my, um, like I said, my husband died in June and probably in about October, I think it was around October, um, a friend recommended I, I do grief counseling. I mean, I, I was pretty good at like just stuffing everything down and people would say, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. I mean, I went back to work on Monday after he died on a Friday. I was just like, oh, I, wow. my boss said, you need some time off. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I just need to keep, keep moving. And so, um, my friend could, could sense that there was, you know, still some underlying things I needed to deal with and suggested grief counseling. So I thought, well, okay, I, I wasn't a big fan of grief, uh, talk therapy. Um, but one of the, one of my challenges all my life has been about expression and expressing my voice and, and saying things, the same thing with my husband. And I think that's why we were drawn together. His cancer in the, in this throat area of the body, um, I think represented that challenge of his in a very physical way. And so I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll talk with a grief coach. And I, I decided I, as soon as I decided to do that, I found one very quickly. And, um, it was a, a lady that, was also a widow. So I felt it was important to, for me to, to connect with a widow. And so I did, um, for a little mm-hmm. over a year, I worked with my grief coach. And I think that's really important that a lot of times we think that we can do this alone. Like I don't need anybody's help. Um, I can figure this out. Um, but the thing is, is, is we need to release. We need to talk about it. It is important to talk about the grief. It's important to talk about, um, the triggers that it brings up. A lot of times we get thrown back into other thought systems or belief systems that the grief just exacerbates. And so we, we need, it's important to do a little bit of work in talking and digging and understanding um, who we are, how we grieve and how to get through it. And really the only way through it is to feel it. A lot of times people think, you know, I'm just gonna think my positive affirmations and stick my grief back here. And if I just do my positive affirmations every day, I'll be fine. But if you're not dealing with the grief itself and allowing yourself to feel it, feel where it is in your body, um, connect with your body, ask your body questions um, and, and take steps to move that energy out um, that is, that is really important. So, so when I started working on that, um, that's when I I made the choice to leave my job. And when I, when I made the choice to leave my job, I hadn't necessarily planned on traveling. Um, you know, it it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do a year of travel. My mom and I talked about it. I was home for Christmas and I'm like, we, we kind of thought, let's just retire together and we'll do a little bit of traveling here and there. But once I announced that I was leaving my job. I have friends all around the world. They're like, come visit me. I have a place you can stay. Come visit me here. And so I had a a lot of offers of places to stay, which helped my decision. Um, And, and actually it was really great for 
you know, when people offer us gifts like that, sometimes our first reaction is, oh, no, 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 I don't no, I can't do that or I don't deserve that or whatever. And I, I thought this time I'm, I'm just going to receive, I'm going to be grateful for it, receive it and, and go take this adventure. And so, mm -hmm. um, so that, that the generosity of to people around me um, really kind of helped make that decision. And then I just kind of planned things from there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at the time I was living in Washington state, my mom was in Colorado, my daughter was living in Florida. So, you know, we planned a road trip to, to kind of go through that, mm -hmm. um, take that travel. So it, it was kind of a, not, I wouldn't say a spur of the moment, but, but it sort of was, it, you know, ideas came, invitations came and, and it, it de developed from that. You just took all those opportunities that's being given to you. Yeah, yes. that's great. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let's talk about your book, Paula. Um, is, is writing the book part of your healing process as well? And how did it help you heal? Um, yes, it definitely was part of the healing process. I'll lift up the book now. Um, great loss it, and greater love. Yeah. yeah and, and this little journal here is um, actually my husband's journal. So in oh. um, the background of the book, you'll see it's a world map. So it, it chronicles my year of travel and then the year of basically 2020. Um, but each, each chapter is about... Um, once we get past the introduction in chapter one, chapter two starts into my travels. And in each of those chapters, I share where I went, what I did, what I experienced. And then I go do a flashback to my husband and his illness and shared my experience with that. And then I looked for the gift in what happened um, mm -hmm. during that, the, the stories in that chapter. And then each chapter ends with an activity you know, um, not, not a complicated activity, but a thought provoking um, questions that you can ask yourself, think about that's related to that um, content in the chapter. And then we end it with the, the um, gratitude, uh, gratitude, laughter, divine piece. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the, you know, of course, the, the first few chapters were pretty easy because it wasn't, um, you know, it started getting into the beginnings of Gary's illness. And then I kind of hit a lull where I just didn't feel like writing anymore. And later on, I realized that it was because I was now getting into the, the end of Gary's life and what was going on there. That was the hardest part to write, but it was the most freeing part to write because again, mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier, we, that body is, is held up in, or that energy, that grief energy is held up in our body. And if we don't release it, it, it just kind of festers in the body and creates illness. And so it was really great for me to help rid that out. There were still, you know, residual energies um, that was that was there that I hadn't really experienced. I hadn't really, um, I talk about at one point where I was doing a meditation and um, I all of a sudden got taken into his body as if it to experience mm -hmm. what he experienced mm -hmm. and because when when it, when it's not you you i saw it happening but you don't really you know unless you walk in somebody's shoes you don't really know what it's like and so that was a very physical way of me um feeling it feeling what he felt plus acknowledging what i felt you know all the pain and the sadness and the anger that i was feeling helped me to let go of that so the book was writing the book was very very good for for the healing process journaling is always a great way to mm -hmm. um, do that and then in each chapter too I there's a quote from Gary because um, he 
this journal that I had actually got this for him in London in Hyde Park and I think it was 2015 and he wrote in the first 32 pages but the rest was blank so I took this on my year of travel and mm -hmm. I used this as a journal and when I was writing the book I thought you know it's partly it's really my story and Gary's story he had always wanted to write a book but he he never did and so this is my um, labor of love to help share his story as well. And he had a lot of great quotes and um, things that he wrote in his journal as he was dealing with his cancer um, mm -hmm. illness. And so I, each chapter starts with a quote of his. And, and so I, I really feel like, um, you know, you see my perspective from the, the perspective of a, a spouse losing a husband and then you see his perspective as he's going through the process and um again the mechanics of grief i felt were very similar once covid hit so i was able mm -hmm. to use what i learned in the um through gary's death to help me cope with that and so i think really this book is not just for people grieving the loss of a loved one it's grieving mm -hmm. the loss of anything you know mm -hmm. anything that we, that happens to us whether it's a divorce or um, changing jobs. I mean, when I left my job, there was grief in that too, because I was leaving mm -hmm. behind a community that I had been with for nearly 12 years. Mm -hmm. um, there was uh, money attached to that. There, there was um, status attached to that and all of that was gone. So you're, you're grieving that as well. So anytime we have any kind of loss, mm -hmm. um, there's grief to deal with. And so the book really helps anyone dealing with any type of loss. The exercises are, are, are thought provoking regardless of the type of loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's not just for someone who lost a loved one, but any any major changes or you know, challenges that uh, they have encountered. So, right. um, and so you also mentioned that, you know, your, your event business was hardly hit by COVID. How did you, COVID, uh, how did you um, pivot from that particular um, uh, situation. How is your business doing now? Well, it, it definitely um, kind of put a halt to a lot of things. I, I had probably four or five events scheduled, live events scheduled when when the pandemic hit. And, you know, for, for a couple months on some of them, we just waited to see what happened. And then when, you know, it became clear that live events of any kind were banned, mm -hmm. then we had to, you know, me, myself and my clients kind of think through, okay, what are we going to do? Um, some of them we pushed out a year. Um, so we, in fact, have one coming up in June um, that I'm working with a, a client of mine um, that was postponed from, from 2020. And uh, others went virtual. Yeah. Um, and then others were just canceled altogether, It'd be, you know, hoping that maybe down the road when things change, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or we know where we're at, we can figure things out. So it was really an, an interesting exercise in, um, in what to do next. And really the book came out of COVID and my business changing and, and what do I do now? And um, so I've kind of changed my my plan a little bit i mean i'm still doing events here and there um but the book initially i you know we did we did a few workshops for widows and i i didn't really want to be just grief a grieving widow i didn't really want that mm -hmm. kind of label but when COVID hit and and i realized that you know everybody was going through grief then i felt comfortable that like i could be in the grief arena like i could support anybody um, that was grieving any kind of loss. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the pandemic kind of helped identify 
that there was a, a broader audience that I could help mm -hmm. with, um, other than just widows. And so I, um, I really felt like that was that was one way of pivoting. The other is is just learning how to do virtual events. I mm -hmm. I was hosting an event in Seattle that um, was supposed to be live and ended up going virtual. So I had to learn how to um, you know record video and do my introduction and and all that kind of stuff. So I learned a lot of good things out of it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's the key through any kind of loss is like well, what can I do now? What, what, what can I do that um, still brings joy, that still has purpose? And um, I, I would say that there's always um, joy to be found. There's always life to be lived well. And we just have to open our minds to it, open our hearts to it and um, realize that we deserve it. So. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. And uh, in terms of, um, you know, I think the resiliency is also, you know, uh, and a very important uh, quality that one should have. Um, and coupled with that is mindset. So what do you think are like important mindsets? It could be one, it could be many mindsets that one needs to have um, to be able to cope with grief and at least find that purpose again and, and joy. It's very hard to find that joy. Joy is fleeting, right? So uh, it's very elusive too, especially if you're dealing with grief. So what, what kind of mindset does one uh, does a person need to have, regardless whether they're dealing with a, a loss of a loved one or maybe their business has been hard hit by the pandemic? Um, well, you know, one of the things that we, most of us always run into is, is worthiness. You know, are we worthy of this mm -hmm. or we have guilt around what happened with the loss and, and really just understanding that, you know, life is, 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 Full of loss. I mean, it happens mm. to everybody at some point or another. Um, some get hit harder than others. Um, some, you know, might have many years where there's no loss at all, and then all of a sudden they're hit. So, as far as mindset, I mean, first, first is just I believe is connecting with spirit, whatever spirit is for you, um, mm. whether that's God or um, uh, the universe or spirit, whatever you mm -hmm. call it, um, there's a greater, we all have a greater higher self that mm -hmm. we can connect to. And it's important to connect to that higher self. Um, it's important to connect with our body and our body is, um, you know, the one, the one thing that we can count on to be with us through our whole life. Right. And, and it, it behooves us to treat our body like our, our best friend. That's one of the things that I, I learned as well was that, you know, I, was, I wasn't a very good friend to my body mm -hmm. up until I, I, you know, realized what I was doing to it. And most of us, you know, a lot of, I think, is conditioned through um, society and commercialism. You know, we're constantly talking down to our body, you know, like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't look the way I think I should or these clothes don't fit right or, or um you know, whatever we, we talk negatively to ourselves. So, it, mm -hmm. so turning that negative self-talk into more positive things is really important. And, um, one of the things that I came up with too, is, is I have a grief card deck and this Ooh. one is, is meant to be, it's a companion product to the book. And it's, this one's meant to be for um, the loss of a loved one, but what's really great about it, all of these photos um, are either from my year of travel or they're photos I found of my husband's. When I was looking through his journals, um, looking for quotes, I found a little box of slides, you know, the old fashioned slides that you'd put in a projector back in the day. And um, 
I, so I used some of his photos too and some of his quotes and the idea around this card deck is that, you know, you pull a card every day or once a week um, and they're just all uplifting thoughts and mm -hmm. there's a little process you go through, you know, close your eyes, repeat it three times, imagine yourself either in the picture or in nature somewhere that you love. And the whole key is about elevating that feeling of joy um, in, in you. And for example, like this one, this was a picture that I took, I think it was in the Bahamas. And the quote says, we contribute to the world in unforeseen ways that bring joy, peace, and new adventure. Mm -hmm. So this deck is just really great um, quotes like this that, uh, and it comes with a little magnet, this little magnet. So you can put it on the fridge and anytime you go through the process, you know, when you pull the card and then anytime you feel like you're getting sad or depressed, go back to that card and remember the feeling that you created that mm. and that that helps to um, entrain your mind and your body to to elevate your thoughts to elevate your feelings and um, I think that's that's really important as far as as mindset goes is mm -hmm. um, is is to remember how to feel good we all have memories of feeling good and we need to um, remember what those are and help use those to, to bring good feelings and joy back into our life. The other mm -hmm. thing that I think is really important is finding the gift in the tragedy or the mm -hmm. loss. And I am, I believe that, that no matter what the tragedy or losses, there's always a gift in it. If you're open to it, if you're open to asking the bigger questions, what is this loss trying to teach me? Mm -hmm. And it can be something very simple, like, um, you know, may, maybe somebody who lost their husband didn't know anything about finances. So they had to learn about finances. They had mm -hmm. to learn how to, um, you know, control, be in control of their funds and money. And so that's something good that came out of it. You know, they, mm -hmm. they learned about that. Or for me, it was, I, I went on a year of travel and I uh, learned many new things. Um, another thing for me was, taking care of my husband. I mean, I was his caregiver mm -hmm. for the last several months of his life. And I, I never would have seen myself in that position. I don't think mm -hmm. I'm good at that kind of thing, but I did okay. And mm -hmm. so there's always something good that comes out of it. Um, mm -hmm. For me, the book, I mean, I, I, I like to, to tell people that, um, you know, what, look at, I look at my life before Gary died and after Gary died and the me that I am now, the Paula that I am now, um, is, is because of Gary's death, partly because that was an experience that I had, but there's many things now, like I probably never would have written a book if Gary were alive. I mm. probably would never have met you, right? If mm. Gary were alive. So, uh, so you have to look at all of the things that happen and all the good that does come out of tragedy. There is good that comes out of it. Um, and we just have to be willing to see it. Mm -hmm. No, that's very powerful, Paula, like, you know, uh, looking at the gift um, yeah. in that particular grief or loss. So, and uh, for some people, they may not be able to understand that at the point we're in, they're still grieving, but right. I totally agree with you that, you know, um, they have to be open-minded to the fact that there's something good that will come out of this, not right now, but, you know, soon. As long as I'm open, as, as long as, um, you know, again, connecting yourself to a higher being, to God or whoever is, uh, you know, that, that particular spiritual being that, is, that you believe in. Um, and, and I think that's very um, powerful and a very good, uh, you know, tip or maybe something to, to think about. Um, and, you know, uh, it's very, I mean, 
I think for, for people who are not in that situation, it's very easy to say that uh, those and give those kind of tips. But again, our purpose here is to really, you know, um, put that, plant that seed into, into our hearts and mind that really um, there's hope. Um, we, have to be, we have to have that optimism in life. Um, I heard a lot of uh, good stuff from you, like, you know, being present, appreciate what you have and um, being grateful learn how to laugh uh, about, you know, learn how to laugh again, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, and I like the fact that, you know, um, you have, you, I see you as like a phoenix rising. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you, you rose from the ashes because you've gone through um, like two, three major tragedies in life, I'd say. But here you are now, um, you know, you're a new renewed self. And uh, you, you've, you've shown us that you are actually um, in everybody anyone can actually do this as long as you have that right mindset um, you're open to to possibilities and things that uh, life will be giving at you um, so where can they find you Paula um, you know usually I ask my guests to 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 give us a you know a parting word like a quote but you you gave us a quote already but do you mind giving us another quote from that card again if you can, if you want to pull out a card and you know, sure. just leave us another quote for the day. Yeah, let's pull out another one. This one says, "I am a better listener every day." Oh, okay. And this was one of the pictures that my husband took. So it's this beautiful wind chime. And um, what I, what I, when I chose each of the quotes for the pictures, I wanted them to obviously kind of interact. And, and for me, um, you know, listening to spirit, you know, a wind chime. Um, a lot of times when I think about like a wind chime, you know, the wind comes through it, but also like sometimes I have wind chimes that Gary gave me and sometimes there isn't really a, a wind per se and all of a sudden it starts chiming. And so I think mm -hmm. that that spirit, whatever form that is, uh, whether that's your loved one or your your guardian angel or whoever um, will will speak to us in some ways it could be through a wind chime it could through be um through birds animals mm. um thoughts whatever we just have to be um willing to listen listen mm -hmm. so when i say a better listener every day i'm not meaning just with our outer ears but also our inner ears are we listening for spirit mm -hmm. are we listening for for direction are we are we paying attention to our intuition we all mm -hmm. have intuition and um we just need to develop it if it's mm -hmm. not um, not up to snuff. You know, I, that was one of the things that I worked on too. Is my intuition? I, I didn't mm -hmm. really. Feel I, and and all these tips, uh, they will be getting out from this book if they if they get it right. Uh, all these things that you're you're sharing with us, this can all be found in the book. Uh, these are the things that they will learn from this this book. Yes, yes. And and um, with the purchase of the book, um, there's also a, a you can download a journal that the mm -hmm. um, day tripper challenge journal that mm. downloaded for free as well. So that link is in the book. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the book is available on Amazon. Um, can you show the book again, Paula? So it's the it's called Great Loss, Great Loss Greater Love, and Greater Love, The Art and Heart of Navigating Grief. Mm -hmm. And they can um, get it from Amazon. You don't have a specific website for your book. Um, I just do have my, my own website. I could type it into the chat. Oh yeah, actually, the I showed it earlier. The um, GP event. Yeah. Okay, I'll, let me just share this. And also, my grief card deck. You would act. You would get that on the GPEventworks.com. 
-hmm. So you can access the book there. It would link to the Amazon page and then um, the Greek card deck is also, also there. So yeah, gpeventworks.com. So they can purchase the book from, from this site as well as Amazon. Yeah, well, the site links to Amazon for the book. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. so, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, everything is on that site. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Paula. Um, I, I really uh, like the conversation. Uh, usually my topics are about business, but this one, um, it's very, it's a very um, important topic, especially at this time. Yeah. And and you're right. Uh, we all we will all be dealing with loss at any point in our lives. So we need to make sure that we are, you know, we may not be ready, but at least uh, we know how to deal with it and navigate through it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, and so uh, again, Paula, if you can just uh, you know show them the book and invite them to you know. Um, Get a hold of it. A great loss, greater love um, by Paula Mayer. So available in Amazon. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put this information in the um, podcast notes as well uh, once we have uploaded it. And so, yeah, um, thank you again, Paula. And thanks everyone for joining us this afternoon. And I'll see you again next Friday. Thank you, Maria. It was a pleasure to be here. You're welcome. So in each of our episodes, you will hear about the mindsets, the attributes, and the behaviors we need to level up our lives, our leadership to the transcendent level. You will get the tips and actionable strategies that you can apply in your relationships, work, and society. Growth mindset, empathy, trust, resilience, emotional intelligence, intercultural intelligence, leading in a diverse and inclusive workplace. These are just some of the topics that you will get out of our episodes. After tuning in on each episode, you will surely keep coming back for more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, and I look forward to having you join me on the next episode. See you next time!